0: You're listening to episode 49 of The Stem Space. Natasha and I are talking about all the things that are in the works for 2022. Listen up, cause it's going to be amazing. Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Natasha. From college roommates to co-founders of Vivify STEM, pull up a seat as we discuss our experiences as aerospace engineers, teachers, moms, program directors, curriculum writers, graduate students, and friends. This is the STEM Space Podcast. Hey, Natasha. Hey, Claire. How are you doing? I am overwhelmed, but excited. It is 2022. How did we get here? Well, I hope 2022 brings some new good things, right? 2021 was kind of rough for a lot of people, so I'm staying positive. It's going to be a great year. (laughs) Yes, I agree. I mean, we have so many things in the works that are really good, and I'm excited to give these opportunities to teachers. I know teachers are already overwhelmed, probably more so than the last two years of the pandemic, because it's just compiling a lot of stress and still continuing on with the sickness and figuring out how to do things remotely and helping kids who are quarantined at home and just so much going on that we are continuing to focus on providing more resources for them, wherever teachers are, because I know I'm in the same boat teaching and trying to navigate this craziness. So what are some things that you have going on that are exciting this year? I am really excited about Space Club. So we just released Mission to Mars, and there are grants for teachers. Anybody listening, you can join us on this epic adventure. When the pandemic first hit, we had to quickly transition to all virtual, and we developed Mission to Moon, and it has all these videos and supplies that you can send home to students. And now teachers are mostly back in the classroom, but some are doing hybrid. So Mission to Mars is the new curriculum that allows for both options. So we still have videos. They're really simple supplies. So your kids can do it at home or you can do it in the classroom. And we have some more team challenges integrated because that, as you know, is a big part of STEM. And so that's going to be launching in February. We're going to have a live Mission to Mars game. So students from around the country are going to be doing these weekly challenges and building, you know, little rovers and this pneumatic device and some really cool stuff. So I'm really excited to to get that going. Yeah, and what a great way to take a lot of load off of teachers while also doing something incredible. I know we did Mission to Moon last year with my students and just the results from getting them so hyped up about space because all kids love space. Doesn't matter where they come from, they can get excited about some aspect of it. And getting to do some real-world STEM stuff, connecting to real-world careers, you bring in technology and what's going on at NASA, and there's so much going on right now. And thinking about going, people eventually going to Mars, like that's a hot topic. Right. So it's going to be incredible for whoever signs up. I highly recommend it, not because I'm biased, but because I have been on the other side doing Space Club last year. It's incredible, and I'm so excited to have this other opportunity. And another part are the career chats, which are available on Vilify's YouTube channel. So every week I interview a different STEM professional. We have had NASA engineers, even former astronauts, astrobiologists, all sorts of really cool experts. And these are short interviews. I use questions from elementary and middle school students. And so even if you're not in Space Club, you have access to these videos if you want to share some highlights from different professionals. I recommend that. And that reminds me, I am actually going to be doing a conference presentation with one of our NASA engineers that helped be part of Space Club. He's been in our career chats. And that's at SEEK coming up in February. That's the Space Exploration Educators Conference, Claire and I's all-time favorite conference, right? Yes, it's at NASA, which is incredible on its own because you can do all sorts of tours and stuff and you're surrounded by your people, or I guess I should say my people, our, people, <laughs> our people, space nerd teachers, right? And it's incredible because there's so many sessions that you can do that are hands-on and give you activities that you can bring right to your classroom that talks about space exploration, and it's is—it's just amazing. I love just being there to learn about what's going on at NASA, that me as even a space nerd that reads about space stuff every day in the news, I didn't even know. So if anybody's interested, I think you can still register Mm -hmm. and select sessions to go to the Seat conference uh, at NASA. If you just Google Space Exploration Educators Conference, it should come up. And And you have a session too. Yes. So I have a session also talking about sending a high altitude balloon to the edge of space, which we've talked about in a few previous podcasts that we'll link in the show notes. And we're partnering with some other teachers that have also done this kind of project, but they take it to a different level than we did. They work with mostly high school students. So our session is going to be covering everything from if you are a fourth grade teacher and want to try this out because you're really ambitious, want to do the basic way of doing it, to if you want to try this out and program all this stuff and create the flight computer on your own and all of that business, you can learn about it at SEAT. So come and join one of our sessions. It's going to be incredible. And we, speaking of conferences, so let's talk about some other conference opportunities in 2022. We're bringing back with another whole group of other educators, Carrie Tracy, leading the way from Feel Good Teaching, and that is Elementary STEM Con. Claire, tell them about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you've been following us for a while, you know that we love this conference, It has some incredible educators that you know and love, like Brooke Brown and Brittany Washburn. There's technology and arts and all sorts of stuff that you can even imagine that you could incorporate with STEM. It's usually STEMCon and beyond, I think is what we're calling it now because it's so big and we have so many more sessions even than last year coming. So watch out for those advertisements. We'll be talking about it more. Natasha and I, we both have a session. So my session that I'm teaching this year is called Cultivating Creativity in STEM. And it's kind of a carryover of what I'm learning in my master's degree program and how you can deepen a student's understanding about how to use creativity and problem solving and just broadening their mind and giving them tools as they continue to grow in their STEM journey. So what's your session going to be at STEM? Well, I had a lot of different ideas. So I actually had to look it up to remind myself that <laughs> the one that Carrie requested as the one that Based on feedback, so we always look at what people that come to the conference, what they're asking for, and what the needs are. And so the session is student voice in STEM. And so what I'm going to be talking about is how can you differentiate STEM for a lot of different students, but also how do you give ownership to learning for the kids? So instead of having them do the step-by-step activity, like kind of a craft activity, put this here, put that there, give them ownership. That's where the real learning happens. They take the lead. It's more enjoyable. They're going to have more fun, but they're also going to learn more. So I'm going to give you lots of strategies on giving the power to the students to have an amazing STEM class. Oh, that's going to be awesome. I can't wait to watch that one. I'm going to learn so much too. And I love how this conference, there's so many different activities that you can take home. There's always going to be immediately downloadable stuff that you can use, lesson plans, and things like that. You're going to see a lot of activities that I'm going to go through that we've posted some on Instagram that are called STEM homework or like challenges. So I'll be doing a lot of those and talking about the science. Behind that, what goes on cognitively with students, and can you give um, our audience a teaser? One of the STEM homeworks that you've assigned. Yeah. So one I recently did, which kids had a lot of fun with, is I teach them how to come up with more solutions that are kind of off the wall. Because I always say, in creativity, quantity leads to quality. So the more ideas you have, the better your good ideas will be. And so we talk about just taking something really random and coming up with more ideas. So one thing I did in my classroom this week is I said, I want you to pick one common item. So I had a student that was like a fork. It's like Perfect. (laughs) Okay. Now I want you, I'm going to give you five minutes. I set a timer. I want you to write down as many ways that you can use a fork as possible. Like any way that you could possibly use a fork. And so of course they start off by writing, Uh you can eat with it and some people think of a little mermaid. they're like, You can brush your hair with it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And then I start throwing out like during the five minutes, I'm like, Okay, imagine that you are stranded on a desert island. How would you use your item? I'm like, Oh, I would uh, you know, dig a cave for myself to like live in and they start thinking of all sorts of off the wall things, I'm like zombie apocalypse, how would you use it? You know, and Step uh, me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Weapon. Yeah, uh, things always come out as weapons. But yeah. it's interesting because by the end, I say, okay, now you have something. I want you to market it to me. I want you to stand up in front of the class and give me a commercial, one-minute commercial on an item that you just invented. And it's based on the item that you started with. But I bet you now have an idea of some different way you could use it other than was intended. And you might have a new invention there. And there's always so much creativity that comes out of that. And it teaches them when they have a problem and they're thinking of a solution to really think outside the box. So it's all about giving them tools and exercises to be able to do this. And this kind of leads into what I'm working on with my classes right now, which is our big spring semester project, which is Invention Convention. Have you ever done that before, Natasha? (laughs) I imagine you invent things. <laughs> yeah. It's really fun. And it's something from my childhood that I remember being a highlight in elementary school. I just want you to know, Natasha, have you ever seen a mailbox that opens from both sides? Have you ever seen one of those? Uh, no. <laughs> is that no. a Is question? It's, no, it's not a question. <laughs> so it exists and they like sell them at Home Depot and things, but I actually invented that. But unfortunately, <laughs> someone else got the patent first. <laughs> somebody else got the patent. But that was my invention convention project when I was no like in third grade. I was like, you know, so you don't have to stand in the street to check your mail. That's not safe. It should open also from the other side. And yeah, somebody else took my idea. Anyway, brilliant. But so right now, we just started this project with my students in third through seventh grade. And I'm having them do these kinds of activities to think about solutions. And we'll also be talking about how you find problems. And that's even more important than finding the solution. So stay tuned on that. I bet we can do a whole nother podcast on problem finding. And speaking of entrepreneurship and inventing things, there is the Essay Smart competition. So if there are any San Antonio teachers listening, Uh, It is coming up here in January, uh, so the deadline is like January 27th. It is the Mayor's K-12 Smart City Challenge, and Vivify is actually supporting this through curriculum development and coming up with this guide to help with entrepreneurship. And even if you're not a San Antonio teacher, I really love the structure of this competition. All of it's available on the website, sa-smart.org, and we'll link it in the show notes. But every year we have a different theme. So this is the fifth year. The theme is water. Actually, I'm about to go, once we're done with this, recording this podcast, I'm about to interview an expert at the San Antonio Water System. And I talk to all these experts on what are the local problems related to water in San Antonio. Then, middle and high school teams of students get together, pick one of those problems related to water and tackle it and come up with a solution, just like Invention Convention. So they actually have to create a pitch deck. So think of Shark Tank. There's going to be people there kind of listening to their pitch experts in San Antonio. The mayor comes to the final competition and the kids have to come up with a solution, do some technical analysis So like, would it actually work? How much would it cost? Talk to people. So they do market research on, would you actually use this if I created this app or this service? So talking to people in the community and then really just fleshing out this idea with the support of mentors. And I just love these big projects because it's taking all of these STEM skills that you're probably building with your kids, stage one and two. This is another stage three challenge, right? Where you are kind of bringing it together, real world competition. So check it out. But let's shift here now to the little ones. We don't want to leave out the little kids. And Claire, I know you have some stuff in the works and I'm so excited about it. So tell our audience what you're working on. Yes. So as y'all know, probably I teach STEM to three-year-olds through seventh graders and Great. it's a wide range, as you can imagine. But I love it because then I get to train up the little kids so that they are well-founded in STEM principles until they get to where they can do the stage two and stage three STEM. So in the works, it's almost done. So close. We've been working so hard on it for about a year. Is a full curriculum for pre-K and kindergartners for STEM. Hmm. So what it does, which is really fun, is that it goes through every letter of the alphabet. And for each letter, There is an activity that's related to science, technology, engineering, and then math. So they have four different activities, sometimes more, that relate to all of those different aspects of STEM to the letter. That's the letter of the week or however you do it in your classroom. So I know most kindergarten teachers, they go through the alphabet and do themes, but this is a really fun way to incorporate STEM into your classroom. Really simple, age appropriate, developmentally appropriate challenges. And I've been doing them in my classroom for the last couple of years, and they're so fun. And now that I have kids that have kind of graduated through that stage, I can so tell the difference between where I can lay that foundation with those kids that didn't have that. Just the simplest of skills and activities really do make a big difference when you're talking about that age and it's not as complicated as you think. This curriculum is going to lay it all out, even for teachers who have never done STEM before. It's it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited to launch this. So that's coming this spring is Alphabet STEM for pre-K and kinder. And I just realized that you timed this perfectly because I have a three and a half year old yeah. And so she is ready to use this pre-K curriculum. And so I as soon as it's out, I'm going to start testing or uh, trying out some of the activities, posting on Instagram. So I'm going to have fun with this. And you've had some of our Vivify STEM crew supporting this and trying out activities. So this is a team effort. And I remember when you came up with the idea, I was like, good luck. I have more <laughs> experience with this age. So you're on your own. <laughs> So it's been like a dream, an idea in your head and I'm so excited that's like finally coming together. Yes, and this team effort thing is for real. We've had, I mean, I've only been teaching this grade level for the last couple of years. I mean, I have children of my own, so I'm really used to this age and doing activities with them, but actually in a classroom, fairly new to me, but we have some really seasoned educators that have been helping us with this that have over 15 years of experience in this age level, so They are fabulous. I mean, way better than if I had done it on my own for sure. So, yeah, I can't wait for you to try it out. I'm excited. And then there's one more project that you're working on. We already have some of the lessons posted, but it's kind of finally coming together. So tell us about STEM Explorers. Yes. So we have the STEM Explorers curriculum that's been available for a while. And it's something that I teach every year to usually third grade is my my level that I target, but it's, um, you can use it from second to fifth is kind of the good age range of using this curriculum. And what it does is takes kids on a journey to every continent or adding more countries than I had originally intended, because it's just so much fun. But kids travel, not really, but They travel with doing STEM, where it's based on different inventions that were created in different continents and different countries, where they talk about the history and the geography of that location, and then do some STEM activities, some engineering design challenges related to that location. Like in Antarctica, they build an insulating shelter and learn the concepts of freezing and insulation. And it's just, it's so much fun. And it's my students' favorite thing to go through. And we're actually going working on making it a program. So just like Space Club has simple videos that teachers can use to show the curriculum, it's going to be very similar to that. So it'll make it so much easier for teachers, even easier than it is right now, to be able to use this in your classroom and even do it virtually if that happens. So yeah, really excited about that coming out this year. And the great thing about Space Club is the community of educators, and I think the same thing can happen with STEM Explorers. So teachers of the same grade level can all get together and help tips and tricks and strategies as they're using that curriculum. So I'm really excited for that to all come together. Yes. So amazing things happening this year. And I just I just can't wait. Speaking of, I guess I can announce this now: is that I'm also have something else in the works. Ooh. I'm having a baby in June. Yay! <laughs> so uh, continued investment into the future of our education and our children. As I get ready to welcome my third daughter, we're big on growing girls in yeah. the vivify world. <laughs> like all about women and STEM. Like we yes. really mean it. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't think it's possible for us to have a son. I mean, it'd be great if one of us did. but (laughs) I think we just might keep having girls. So yeah, this would be my third daughter. (laughs) Well, I am so excited for you, Claire. And I cannot wait to meet her in June. And maybe we're gonna have to partner on some well, baby Remy, my daughter, right, has been making the Remy science videos, so I might have to pass the badon to you She's <laughs> now <Yeah. laughs> Remy's growing up and she's like, toddler Remy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll definitely have to do that. We need more Remy videos, though, Natasha. People are asking. I know. And that is my resolution. I'm going to get on it. I was thinking there's that uh, snowman activity that you had a blog post oh. on uh-huh. that I think would be perfect for Remy, so I'm going to do that this weekend. And if you, anyone out there listening would like Remu to try any kind of science experiment that a (laughs) one-year-old with the help of me can do, I want to hear it and I will try it and I will post the video. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a good challenge and a really good resolution for this year. (laughs) Do you have any other resolutions for this year, Natasha? We haven't talked about this. In my STEM life or in life? In in any aspect of life. Okay. People want to know. (laughs) Well, my STEM resolution is I am getting a degree in science and engineering education. And so for Vivify's resolution is to be more explicit about having science, just a very big part of our STEM challenges. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's often kind of an add-on background. And then the focus is on engineering design. And so I want to just be more thoughtful on how I'm integrating science and actually teaching science through engineering. So lots to kind of unpack there. So I'm still thinking through it. Personally, so when I was pregnant with Remy, and I Claire, if I haven't sent you the video, I will. I was really into yoga. Oh, dear. And that helped me survive my pregnancy. So I highly recommend Mm -hmm. it. If you have any kind of pain or discomfort, like yoga just really helps. And it's for people that are pregnant. So you're watching a pregnant woman do yoga. It's not some like, crazy headstand, you know, like can never do. It's just very calming and soothing. And so I'm trying to bring that back into my life in a more intense way that I'm not pregnant right now. <laughs> and so there is this 30 day yoga challenge with Adrian something. One of our stemcon con presenters had actually I try to remember who posted it and I was like, Okay, New Year's resolution, bring yoga back. So I'm trying to do some yoga every night. That is my resolution. Good for you. That sounds terrible. No, No, it's not. It's good for your mind and body. Okay. I just remember one time, this was before I had children. I was doing P90X, which was like the, the, the trendy hardcore workout program that everybody did back then. But I remember one day my husband and I did it together and one day was like the yoga day and we we're like, we should just skip this, and go back to kickboxing and, you know, whatever the craziness was on the other ones. We're like, this is going to be so lame. And we thought we were going to die when we were like halfway through it. and like This is the worst. This is so hard. Because they make you hold it like it's easy for like two seconds, like a plank, you know? Yeah. And then like 30 seconds later, your whole body is just shaking and yeah. We're not talking about like intense. This is more like relaxing.
1: But if I see
0: a video of a pregnant lady doing yoga, I'm going to be like, is that what I look like? And that's going to be, that's going to end it for me. So. (laughs) Okay, Claire, what's your resolution? (laughs) Uh, Well, with um, Vivify, it's more about giving, I want to provide more insight into what I'm doing in the classroom each day. So I feel like, I've given kind of a disconnect of what it looks like for me to be doing the lessons that we're doing. Like how do I break it up in my classroom? How could it look like in yours, depending on what kind of time you have or schedule or what kind of students you have. So I'm trying to be more diverse and transparent and Mm -hmm. giving more of what I'm doing and trying to remember to do that. So that's what I'm working on with social media more so. Yeah. Personally, my family has decided that we need to learn another language. So, right? yeah, no. Oh. <laughs> Wait, I would love that, except the only person that we could talk to is you, and <laughs> which yeah, would be great. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> but the problem is, is that that would require you to give more time, and I don't think you have any more time. So. Okay, so what language? Let me so, guess. Let me guess. Spanish. Yeah. Yep, okay. Spanish. Now we're in Texas. That's useful. Nobody yes. speaks Greek here. Yep, that's right. So and there's lots of people that we can practice and have conversation with. My neighbors speak Spanish, so I'm really excited to be able to do that and hone in my Spanish skills, bring that back from high school. So yeah. la <laughs> biblioteca. Yes, that's also good to know. That's <laughs> all I got. <laughs> yeah, so those are my resolutions. I think that and to have a baby that's And have a baby. So I can check (laughs) that one off the list because that's happening. (laughs) Well, it's going to be a great year. I feel it. There's a lot of amazing things coming up from conferences to programs to new curriculum. Your class trying to survive the semester from three-year-olds to seventh graders and invention convention. Uh, So we will keep everybody updated on all the things that we're working on. And I look forward to all those social media posts, Claire, that you're going to do from your classroom. Yes, absolutely. Keep you accountable. And yeah, teachers, let us know what you need and how we can help out because we're all in this together. All right, everyone. Have a great day. Bye.